And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It is the Big Hulk. Um, what a great weekend for Carolina basketball. The program, all Tar Heels everywhere. We're ready. And I've never been as excited as I am right now as this podcast sleep. I'm ready. I'm absolutely 1,000% taking my foot and putting it on the pedal uh, and pushing it to the fucking floor. Holy shit, everybody. The Tar Heels are playing the Blue Devils in the Final Four. Um, It started to make me wonder if we are really living in some sort of simulation because how the fuck could this happen now? Um, Big Hawk Sleep Dog, uh, we were in Philly. For the UCLA game, um, I'm going to be honest, I was hydrated, but holy shit, Caleb Love is a legend. Uh, then we wind up with St. Peter's. We're going to get into all of this. Uh, we wind up with St. Peter's, and those poor guys, man, one of the one of the coolest things I've seen in a while is like, man, we just kicked their ass, and you know, at the end of the game, you walk away thinking, man, like you got a ton of respect for those guys. Because what a season they had. What a run. So much fun to watch. Uh, and then we got these assholes coming up in New Orleans. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna spend a lot of time on that. Um, but just like you said, Big Hawk, what a weekend. Um, sitting there, me and Big Hawk weren't sitting together, but you're sitting on the other side with Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to know, you know what the sentiment was like over there because, boy, it felt like – it never felt like we were out of it. Never felt like we had a whole lot of rhythm. It just like we were hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. All of a sudden, Caleb was just pulling up from the parking lot, banging mm-hmm. threes. And it was like we went from oh shit, oh shit to like, damn, we're going, we're going to win this. Uh, what was it like over there? Yeah, so uh, right off the bat, uh, I'm sitting there and I see Coach Williams, uh, some of his like core group of friends that he's always around. They come and sit down. There's a seat. They leave a seat open. And I look over at his good friend, uh, Hunter Morin, who's a great person. I said, is Coach coming? And he's like, yeah, he's on the way. He's taking the train from D.C. I said, he's taking the train from what in the hell? Um, but uh, <laughs> I uh, I just pictured uh, Coach Williams going through the, the, the train station, getting on a train uh, like a normal business person. Uh, but, no, I mean, he pulled up, and it was great. Uh, I was there with a bunch of my former teammates who were sitting all there. And, uh, you know, it's it was a great, a great experience. And like I've said, and we've talked about this, the progression of this team has been unbelievable. And the growth that they've showed and the maturity. And I think it's unbelievable. I, I really, really do. I think no team has grown as much in season as this team. And you could talk about – you know, even the coaching staff grew with this team. Like they, the more we played, the more chemistry we built, um, the more belief in ourselves we built, and the coaching staff. You know, they, they they grew as well, and it just seems like everything was clicking. And this team has bought in to what the coaching staff has told them, and it's a great thing. And the the best thing about this sleep is when I look at this team. I don't think everyone believed this team was Final Four capable. Mm-mm. And that could start with right here at SHWW. I, I really didn't think 
this team would get to a Final Four. And I don't think many people did. And the beautiful thing about this is it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what Sleep thinks. It matters what they think. And they believed in themselves, and they continued to get better, and they kept on you know, believing in their mission. They accomplished it. Regardless of what we said on the outside, internally, they were committed, and it shows. And I love that about this team. Absolutely love it. Respect it. Um, and it's uh, it's very inspirational. And this is becoming one of my favorite teams in Carolina history. The Luke May team and Luke May, it, it's going to be almost impossible for any team to ever live up to the expectations that they gave me or the amount of joy that 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 group of guys gave me, but this team is up there with them. I really like Brady. I really like Armando and Jesus Christ, uh, Caleb Love. <laughs> that I thought they're gonna, they, the courage, the the kahunas it took to fire that second three uh-huh. and just to drop the bomb on UCLA, and uh, that was big time. He's a Missouri guy. I uh, love him. Missouri guy right here. So uh, we got a little bit of that going on, and it was a big-time win, and this is a big-time, big-time accomplishment for this team, and I, I'm, I'm extremely happy for him. Yeah, this is a big-time team. I mean, they came out of nowhere, right? Like, no one expected them to be there. We said, I said, that that, that if this team hits a Sweet 16, that's their ceiling, and anything above it is gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hit it, and then they wind up, you know, you got to – they're underdog, significant underdog. It's a great defensive team, mm-hmm. UCLA. UCLA was in the lead. I was watching the win probability thing here uh, on, on ESPN, and there was one time we peaked above – you know, into the, hey, we might win this, and then immediately went back down. And it wasn't until under two minutes that we really, you know, that our, that we had a chance, according to that, at any chance, at any point in the game, winning, right? And so, you know, Love just was just lights out, man. He was not afraid of the moment. Uh, manic, it's funny because it's like you, you're watching the game, and Manic, it felt like he could not get anything to fall. You come look at the box score. He's got 13 points, 8 rebounds, 5 of 13 shooting. He was 3 of 10 from 3. So it's not like he had just a shit game, right? Um, Armando, 14 and 15. He also kind of seemed like he didn't have you know quite everything. He had 8 offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these guys contributed. They stayed in it. Um, you know, uh, R.J. Davis played you know big minutes and made some big free throws um you know the team just never quit man and and um it was just an unbelievable game to watch because as stressful as it was as close as it was like we just hung around and i think if you've watched carolina basketball at least in the recent years i think if you're honest with yourself your fear late in that game is man we're gonna come up short you know, we're mm-hmm. going to find a way to maybe make a mistake that we shouldn't make, and and that's going to do us in. Well, guess what? We had eight turnovers in this game, and it was a game where you couldn't turn the ball over. So, you know, we did what we had to do. Uh, it wasn't pretty in a lot of ways, uh, but when the, you know, <laughs> when the pressure was on, dude, Caleb Love showed up. And I said, you know, before, at the beginning of this season, you know, he is one of my favorite Tar Heels because of what he went through last year and all the noise and all the chatter and all of this and that. And he could have left, and I don't think anybody would have necessarily blamed him for it, but he came back. Um, and, you know, the only it's a blessing and a curse because he's why we're here for all intents and purposes in this game. Um, 
But he certainly looks NBA ready right now. I mean, this dude is showing out in the tournament. And uh, Baycott's a beast. Manic's a beast. RJ's had. I mean, these guys are p- not playing well. They are playing extraordinarily well. And, um, you know, that game was, in my opinion, maybe one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, it was a hell of a game. And I'll just start first impressions when we get to the game. Um, I look over at Cronin's staff. And I got to give them credit. They're the best dressed. Absolutely. The best dressed coaching dude staff. ever unbuttoned his jacket. I mean, me. that thing, the, the tailor on his suit, you talk about, I don't want to know who his tailor is. And that is custom, 100%. Uh, the guy is sharp. The co- assistant coaches are sharp, too. The LA money. The, I, well, I want to know. I know they're not like those assistants. I know they make good money, but Cronin's got to be like, take, hey, you know what, guys? Fashion is a big deal to me. You know what? I know you got fans. I'll take care of the suit. Down on Rodeo. I just want you guys to look good. Um, I respect that, man. And uh, but you know, I got a lot of respect for Cronin too because they came out and they fought hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, you saw them in the play-in game, and they went to the Final Four. Uh, this year, you know, couple couple breaks, and they're playing in the Final Four, not us. Uh, this is a very good coach team. And they've been their experience. They were in the Final Four last year. They know the moment. Uh, that's why I really like this win. Also, I will say this. Defensively, this is a very, very good team. And uh, I think, you know, watching the game, I was like, man, Armando, it looks like he's, you know, mm-hmm. he could, like, he just didn't look like he was having a great game. But then you look at the stats, 14 and 15, and then he has that tip in late. That yep. was big time. Yep. Uh, he played really well. And, you know, this team, uh, obviously, uh, Caleb Love's three-pointer and his performance was unbelievable. But I will say, you know, the game was back and forth. And um, this, is a, this is what it's about. This is playing peak basketball at the right time. And I'm really glad that we came together, you know, during March and not, you know, January. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was a roller coaster year. Uh, it really was. Um, we had, you know, you, the, you talk about, the peak beating Duke in the Valley, losing to Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that was that was probably the lowest, and then the highest. And in between, you know, there were some bumps, but I mean that was pretty consistent. Like mm-hmm. we had some big letdowns, yeah. um, and then we had some great great wins. Um, but this was a big time dub for us. And I look at the uh, the assist, eleven assists. I like to say it a little bit higher, but how can I complain when we're going to the final four and we beat UCLA? Um, let's see here. Turnover, sleep, you said eight. Uh, 11 8, that's a pretty good ratio. Decent, not great. Uh, 11 assists, that's like a Steve Nash off night in the NBA. <laughs> uh, well, I think the big thing here is that, you know, this is was a five on five slugfest, dude. Yeah. We rolled our starters out. All of them played more than 30 minutes. They rolled all their starters out. All of, well, one of them played 25 minutes. <laughs> you know, it was a clean game, no fouls. Dude, honestly, one of the, one of the big takeaways from me that I, that I really appreciated being a fan there because. I was I was letting people know who I f- was cheering for and what I felt about a couple calls that mm-hmm. were I mean let's face it I was probably complaining about stuff that was totally irrelevant because it was a well I thought it was a well played officiate it was just a smooth game I thought neither team played their best and it was a, just a dog fight and you know it was UCLA fans talking shit I was talking shit but at the end of the game you know 
Um, there was a lot of respect there, and and that was one of the, my takeaways. Honestly, maybe I was just flying high. I'm like, well, we won, so I'm gonna be nice to everybody. But I did not experience um, any issues with any um, you know UCLA fans, man. I, I and I felt that was noteworthy in the game because it's a it's a it's a passionate thing, right? Their team is winning, winning, winning the whole damn game, and then we come in right at the end and take it. I know it's just like got to rip their heart out because we've been there. Um, before and you know, I've never really had a lot of interaction with you. You know, you get you get Kentucky fans. We don't like them. You got Duke fans. Fuck them. And you got like some of these other state and all this other bullshit. But like you know, UCLA is also a, a major program. You know, Kansas, a couple of these others. But you know, you don't ever really like think too much about Carolina and UCLA. And um, so it's interesting to 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 interact with kind of their fan base in that regard because um, yeah, I thought I thought they I thought it was they were class. You know, they, at least in my section. Sleep, and you brought up a good point, is, you know, we come on here and we complain about the refs a lot. They did a very good job. Mm -hmm. You know, they missed a few calls, and we've been very tough on them at SHWW. Uh, we're still, we're not saying these guys are perfect. There's a lot of issues with the way they handle the promotion yet, but yeah. Yeah, we're not, you know, yeah, we're not, listen, yeah, we're not Hall of Faming you. But what <laughs> we are doing is just saying good job on the past couple games. Uh, I don't know if the NCA is actually um, – Probably listen to the pod. All right, man, we got to get it together. Yeah, I don't know what they've done, but these refs were pretty decent this weekend. Um, and sleep, great point. The fans, much respect to them, respect to us. It was a good old slugfest, and that's what we're about. I doubt we saw that if we played Villanova. Right. Uh, the way Philly is. Philly is typically a very, very uh, tough crowd, and uh, we didn't experience that. So much respect to the UCLA people. Yeah, man, I don't know how many UCLA guys are upperclassmen. I'll be honest, I didn't go into that much detail, but they had four dudes that played 38, 39 minutes. And Juzang, it was funny, If I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You know, he had like sprained his ankle or something <laughs> in the prior game. They act like he might not play. I was like, dude, that's that's some bait and switch. Not Juzang, it was um, the other one, uh, Jacquez. Was he the one that they thought might not play? Yep, Jacquez, sure? Juzang. Okay. And first of all, we can't we can't apologize for Zhujiang because we don't we don't say anybody's name right. Buddy, I can't even yeah, say I my know. name right. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm apologize to me. It, I'm, hey, Tyler, sorry, I can't <laughs> say your name. Well, you're me. <laughs> Who discovered John? Uh, America, John John Smoth. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I was like, dude, whoever he was, that was that was hurt. Um, you know, I was like, dude, I call bullshit on that. Not not that they were purposely, you know, I'm not I'm not saying it was nefarious. I'm just saying that was gamesmanship, dude. Final four is like, yo, uh, you know, Tyler Hansborough might not play because he tweaked his ankle and practically you know, that's some head game shit there. Mm -hmm. Uh and and good for I mean, I'm sure he was, you know, slightly maybe less than a hundred percent. Good for him for for toughing it out. But that was something interesting going in. Everybody was talking, well, this guy might not play. I was like, dude, he'll be there. Bro, if they gotta roll him out there on one leg, he'll be there. That's uh, a that's a vet move. You yeah. injure yourself late in the game, don't practice for a couple of days, and uh -huh. you start picking it up, and you're ready for the game. Yeah, dude, Caleb Love, man, just an all time performance, dude. What a I, I'm so happy for him and the team, and and I think when we get into this St. Peter's, uh, you know, uh, the next matchup that that we uh, you know we're recording here on Monday, so this happened just last night. Um, I think the biggest storyline out of that has got to be Hubert, right? Um, and you know, the, the St. Peter's was just outmatched man they just you know their their story came to an end because at a certain point the, the only thing that was kind of freaking me out late was i looked at one point in the second half we were up 20 you know a little more than that maybe slightly less than that at times but it was pretty much a steady 20 point lead mm -hmm. and i noticed probably sometime in the second half with you know 10 12 13 minutes to go 
that our guys weren't sweating. And I was like, <laughs> bro, because they, they were doing that shit where they were like not quite being aggressive. They knew they were like, hey, man, we got this game in hand. And there were a lot of, you know, ISO at the top of the key. And I was, you know, I'm, I'm telling Mary, like, I'm some sort of savant of basketball. I'm like, watch, Mary. They won't get the ball inside the three-point line until there's less than 10 seconds on the shot clock. And, you know, and and I, but I did. I noticed that. And, and um, you know, I think they were so far outclassed St. Peter's that, um, you know, UNC could afford to do that. But I was a little bit like, yo, guys, just stay aggressive. And then late in the game, it's like, yo, you're still up 20. There's three minutes left. Like, dude, start throwing sleep dogs in the game because we, you know, we got five that we're still rolling pretty hard with here. And, uh, and, and anyway, so it, it, even, even in that game where it was kind of smooth sailing, man, um, and shout out to Leaky Black in that game because that, uh, Doug Eater kid, man. I don't think, dude. He, dude, he couldn't get a shot off. So uh, anyway, it was it was stressful, even though <laughs> the margin was so high. Um, but yeah, again, great win for those guys. And um, dude, what Hubert did with his team, getting Final Four, is just if he's not Coach of the Year, then these awards are bullshit. The, the Coach of the Years, I don't think he. Well, I will say this: that's my problem with some of these awards. Is you know, you got Coach of the Year for the ACC, and you got Steve Forbes who didn't even make the tournament. Yeah, we were a bubble team. Now we're in the Final Four. Bubble team, huh? Uh-huh. They talked about bubble team. This uh, what's his the bracket? Joey Joe Lenardi. Joe. Let me see if I'm beating him. As a matter of fact, you keep going. I, I Joe Leonardo. Um, hey, buddy, bubble that. I got a bubble for you. Um, and I will say that's my problem with some of these awards. Is like, why would we? Get, why not have the whole season? take into effect yeah. or is it just the ACC games because how dumb does the ACC look hey player of the year didn't make the tournament coach of the year didn't make the term play for play for the same damn team play for the same damn team what is what are we rewarding them for doing being mediocre uh you know you you put up good stats on like a mediocre team that kind of like I don't know it just makes no sense I think you know being a good team and like you know, having somewhat of a very good record, I think that says something about uh, some of these awards, and I think it should be taken into account to it. Also, what a joke to some of these voters. Like, why do we let you guys vote if you're going to make the dumbest votes and, you know, keep looking, making the ACC look like a bunch of idiots? Um, but I will say, sleep, St. Peter's, now that you brought it up, they were gassed. Um, I'm not sure if they packed for a one-day or – you know, a two-day. They probably only had a couple of jerseys. I saw their their <laughs> basketball budget. Uh, it's about the same budget we have here at Sleep Hawk Worldwide. <laughs> Which ain't much. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, shit, yeah, man. and, uh, you know. They probably all have to drive to the game. Mom's probably got to take them to the game. <laughs> Dude, I'm coming from that because I played baseball at a junior college, bro. We used to pull up on a bus that was like, bro, these things – we need to carry one of the like this freshman had to carry a spare tire in their bat bag so that we we could fucking pop a new one on if we needed to halfway there. It's like the mini. It's not a minivan, but it is like a big white van, dude. That you rent and you can fit like ten, fifteen. Ours was brown. Oh, it was God. it was brown. We called it we called it the turd, dude. We would show up to a baseball game and people would just be like, "Bro, y'all just got off of a nineteen seventy nine brown." commuter bus and we we were just embarrassed to get off that some bitch but yeah dude i mean that's what they're driving is you know i saw something i, I saw a headline which i'm prone to read and not the article about how st peter's won't really financially benefit from all this which is a real shame um 
you know, to the level that, that I think most people think they should. <laughs> Dude, I'm the biggest head ride, headline reader out there. <laughs> Somebody told me is you're American. Um, but, um, yeah, St. Peter's game, they just didn't have enough gas. And, you know, w- we are a much more talented team. We have much more um, firepower. I was actually worried about this game. I saw them play Purdue, and they looked really good. Uh, Purdue is a very good team. I pre- predicted them before the season even started. I really like that um, – Jaden Ivey kid, mm-hmm. I think he's, you know, he might be the one or two pick in the NBA draft. I think he's got a bright, bright future. He much, he looks much longer, bigger, and more athletic in person. I was extremely impressed with him. They have the Eden kid who's seven four, and the Williams kid who is a good, a good college player. I just, I was surprised they beat them, and I'm not sure what happened, but. Coming into this game, sleep. I looked at it as a mindset change mm-hmm. because these past two games we weren't favored. Uh, you can look at the lines. Uh, Baylor was five and a yep. half, and I think UCLA was favored by two point five or something yep. like that, which was much closer. But all of a sudden, now you have the flip side of it. We're expected to win. The pressure is on us, and you know, you know, you you look at it. We've we've had some letdowns in the past after some big time wins. And I would say we haven't handled, you know, success all the, you know, it's been kind of up Mm -hmm. and down, Mm -hmm. but they came out and they proved me wrong and they played, I mean, they earned their trip to the final four. Um, People say, oh, we played St. Peter's. No, St. Peter's beat some good teams. That Purdue team, no one wanted to play that Purdue team. Right. Okay. Then you look back up to Baylor, the number one seed. They're athletic. They ran, they compete. They're a good team. Nobody wanted to play Baylor. I mean, we had to earn this. We went through very mm-hmm. good teams, and this bracket played out like it should have. And these, no one would say we we were playing St. Peter's to get into it. It's a bit. I mean, it was tough. We earned this, and uh, you know, we definitely, definitely gonna have to earn this next one. Yeah, I mean, I think we we wound up with St. Peter's as a fortunate draw at that point, right? But to get to St. Peter's, we had to fucking beat Baylor. And then we had to turn around and beat UCLA. Those are two of the better teams in the whole tournament. So I don't give a shit what anybody says about St. Peter's. They did what they had to do, and then we did what we had to do. And we didn't play that great against St. Peter's, and we still you know, won by 20. And I get it. Again, a 15 seed, all right, maybe you say what you want. I don't give a shit. We're in the Final Four, right? But, you know, Baycott comes in with 20 and 22. Get out of here. I mean, eight offensive rebounds. Um, and, and really, no one else shot the – well, Brady Brady got – you know, he bounced back from a from a tough game, got back on track 19 and 8. And then RJ and Caleb Love, they didn't shoot that great. Um, RJ was 2 of 11 from the floor, and Caleb was 2 of 10 from three. Uh, the one thing that 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 concerns me, you know, we had low percentages, six to twenty-two from three. We were thirteen to twenty-one from the line. That's the thing that concerns me most about anything going on right now. If there's one place where I can say, "Hey, man," like you know, there's a lot of positives. So if we're gonna just nitpick here and look for uh, okay areas for improvement, I feel like since that Baylor game, something's up with with Armando at the line. And you know he's only four or nine from this. I think I think he's maybe maybe overthinking it a bit at the line. Um, and you know I think he's he. Other than that, I mean he's obviously playing incredibly well. And but the reason I bring that up is you know that Duke is focusing on that. You know, and you know that they are strategically thinking about how they're going to stop Baycott. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and and the concern, of course, for me is is if the games are called the way that the last two have been called. 
no issues, right? Just call it straight up. But, you know, I, I get worried that Baycott's going to walk in there and uh, they're going to call him for a foul for, you know, for jumping for the jump ball and, uh, you know, put us put our backs against the wall. But that's just what you deal with. So that's me as a fan. Um, I don't think anybody on the team gives a flying shit about that. That's just my observation. But, you know, we have to be disciplined. We have to play, um, you know, we have to play smart and we have to, uh, damn, we have to defend, right? And, um, and I think, I think, you know, last thing is I, I, <laughs> I think that that a couple of our guys being good one night, not so good the next night, and then they swap places. I think that's a good thing because guys are up and down, and and I think they get they're gonna get uh, you know focused in on this. Come in Saturday was the tip is is a, is a late pretty late tip right like mm-hmm. uh, like nine o'clock something like that, and uh, you know just be ready to fire. And I mean this is gonna be there's just no way to overstate it's eight forty nine tip. There is just no way to overstate the significance of this game. On one hand, I just there's a lot of emotion. I'm I'm just gassed up for this. I'm like I I really don't know how I'm gonna handle this shit psychologically from start to finish. Um, I don't know how the fuck Shashevsky and them. You want to talk about getting lucky? I mean, hell, they had some cupcakes on their road. So I don't know how the hell he's managed to get a second shot. But you know what? We're gonna beat the breaks off of them again and uh and this time you know we're gonna win a national championship I mean, my whole my whole my whole mentality's changed about this team this team i just playing like the best team in the country to me sleep i don't think that getting to where we are right now and if Purdue would have beat St. Peter's like they had uh, should have um, you look at our schedule to the final four there's nobody that would have beat um, more qual would have more or a tougher road to get to the final four than us we would have gone through UCLA Baylor and Purdue all three contenders um, UCLA mm-hmm. went to the final four last year uh, Baylor is the best team in the country at one point. They're one of the most athletic teams in the country. They won the they won the championship last year. Uh, Purdue they they arguably have the best player in the country in Jaden Ivey, and they have pieces. And if they play well and they play like they're capable of, they can beat anybody. That's the first thing I think about when we get to the Final Four. Uh, we should have the confidence walking in this game. Okay, we beat them on their home court. And that was a big time dub for us. And that was a changing point in the season that gave these kids a confidence. It showed progression and also validated. It validated that we can actually win this thing, um, regardless of what other people think, regardless of what the media says, bubble, maybe they make the tournament. Ah, they're gonna, they need some more quad ones. How about we just racked up about three in a row in the tournament? Mm-hmm. Um, and here, here's another thing, sleep. This is a huge game, but that's not the way you look at it, okay? This game is important because it's the Final Four. And if I'm a Carolina fan, and these all these Carolina fans, ah, do you want to see them? Hell yeah, I want to see them. Mm-hmm. That's the Final Four. It has nothing to do with the rivalry, okay? It has to do with getting to the Final Four. Now, the fact that we're playing Duke, absolutely it adds a new dynamic to it. But that's the, that, the players should not take that into account, Okay. Now, how do we get this? There's three key things that I think that are super important leading up to the Final Four. First of all, it's mindset, okay? We're going to New Orleans to win. 
against Duke. We're not going to win a championship. We're winning the next game. And that should be the mindset. Everything else is secondary, okay? Tickets, outside situation, all this other stuff. This is the point where, okay, we got a week left in the season. Okay, we could be historic. We lock in. We stay with each other. We block everything out, kind of like we, we always say, this is my big thing. Stay within the team. The voices in the locker room and the coaching staff, those are the only voices that count. And the next thing is be you. Okay. Don't try to do anything. Don't try to land on the moon. Okay. What you do is you do what you do and you do it to the best of your ability. Um, you go in there and you keep focusing on how you can improve and how we can be the best team. I always, I'm, I'm not a big fan of where we scout the other team so much that we lose sight of how, what we need to do and what we do best and how we need to keep working on that leading up into the games. You need to know what they do, but also, um, you've got to do what you do best. You've got to stay locked in, sleep, and this is going to be a big game, and I know there's a lot of Carolina fans. They're fired up. They're ready to go. Hey, calm down. Let's save this energy, okay? It's hard to sustain this type of energy for a full week, so let's 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 just have this. Let's, let's be maximizing our energy on Saturday night, okay? Let's not maximize it and then be 75% energized. Saturday night, it's go time. Let's get there. I'm ready to sleep. And I'll just break it down. This Duke team is totally a different team than when we played him in Cameron. They have a kid, Roach, who is playing ext- – his name's Roach, right? Does anybody else care? Me neither. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he um, he is playing really, really well for them. And to me, he is an X factor. Um, I know we talked about Banchero, uh, but Mark Williams, he's playing unbelievable. And a lot of the things that he does, does doesn't really show up on the stat sheet. I mean, he's uh, he's athletic. He keeps getting better. He does a lot of good things. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a tough one. And uh, which, well, you shouldn't expect an easy one in the Final Four, is what I'm saying yep. here. Sleep. What do you think about this game leading up to it? What are your emotions? Yeah, that's my thought. If you like college basketball, this is Carolina and Duke in the Final Four playing the best basketball they played all season, and and in Carolina's case, the best best basketball they played since 2017. Um, I think that both of these teams, you got to throw rankings out the window right now. I mean, if they show up, they are the two. This is the matchup, and 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 and, and I don't want to get ahead. Right mm-hmm. here's what I think could happen to either team, whoever wins this game. I wouldn't be surprised if whoever wins this game doesn't win the national championship because this shit essentially I, I is I couldn't agree more. That is – I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think that what you're going to see is um, this has the potential to literally be the greatest – I mean, so <laughs> if you're a Carolina fan, you probably think that, that Cameron Indoor might have been the best game you ever saw this year. And the Duke fan, maybe – you know, there's, there's been some great ones, right? This thing has all the trappings of like – Maybe one of the best games in the history of sports, right? Because this this is just serendipitous that it's happening this year when Kay's on his way out. Um, the storylines are just there, and I just think that uh, you know the the key for you and the key for both teams really is to show up and like who is going to seize the moment, who's gonna who's gonna take some time to to adjust to the moment, and I think early you're gonna see some some jitters because it's the final four. Then you're going to see that compounded because it's Duke and Carolina in the Final Four. These guys are going to roll into New Orleans, and 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 they're going to be like the Beatles. Uh, well, Duke will be the Beatles since the Beatles fucking suck. But you know, Carolina will be like, damn, 
uh, I don't know, Rolling Stones or something. Love the Rolling Stones. Yeah, pick your pick your band. But these guys are going to go in here and and the Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one that I'll keep coming up with in my brain or bands that you don't want to be. Um, all you know, all this the the lead up, the hype to this game is going to be like is going to be palpable. It's going to be a lot different than any experience that I don't think these kids ever had. Maybe ever will have again. So I just think that you know what what Duke has against you know in, in, on its shoulders is is this whole burden of hey this is K's thing and like you know this this farewell tour or whatever. Whereas I don't think Carolina has that. I think that the contrary, I think if I'm sitting in Duke's locker room, I'm like, I can't lose this because this is our second chance for Coach K. I think Duke flat out better team. I don't think they're a better team necessarily right now, but I think, you know, if you think you ask any pundit, anybody who watches games, I mean, they got, they got NBA ready players throughout their lineup. But with Carolina, what you have is a team of players that aren't trying not to lose for their coach. They're trying to win for their coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that, in my opinion, because I think right now, I think, I think, like I just said, I think Duke has, by all, for all intents and purposes, more gifted team. I think Carolina's playing just as well. So I think what it comes down to is like, you know, who really, really wants it more? Um, and when you think about it that way, you know, Am I nervous as a Carolina? Hell yeah, I'm nervous because, I mean, shit, dude, this one's for everything. You know, we thought we had it all. And then, holy shit, we wind up, you know, with this on our hands. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything because, like you said, dude, you we ain't ever afraid to show up against these guys, right? And, um, you know, here we got a chance to take what we already did and just bronze it. So, um, dude, this game is going to be – well, I was supposed to, this is a funny story. I was supposed to go to uh um Mary, we were gonna take her little brother to a hockey game, and he was all excited about it. And I felt really bad because I was like, you know, Mary, the hockey game's at seven o'clock, man. Uh <laughs> I don't think we can go anymore. Uh <laughs> we already bought the tickets, all this sort of stuff. So I'm kinda like trying to tiptoe around it, but I'm like, I ain't going to this hockey game. And uh so she ain't either, because she's a Carolina fan too, obviously, grad. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, we started just like, we were trying to get to, oh, here's the, here's the other piece is dude, right before I booked tickets to Philly, I just had like, I'm like, dude, Carolina beats UCLA. I think we beat Purdue if we, if we play that game, cause we're just riding high and we were out for revenge. I had a chance to get two lower level seats for this game, $1,700 before the final, sweet 16. And I was like, man, I just dropped a stack of money on these tickets. So I'm gonna pass. Right. Can't get these seats less than ten grand now, and so I'm like ready to throw up because uh you know um but dude this thing is I I'm, I'm honestly I'm surprised that like this is what everybody's talking about um like on the on from from CNN to damn ESPN to Fox News to <laughs> I I just I, I'm honestly a little surprised that I don't feel like this is literally the biggest story in the world besides Will Smith knocking the shit out of Chris Rock. Well, I think it'd be a little too exciting for CNN and Fox, uh, but <laughs> they've got boring stuff to talk about, uh, not to make light of anything that's going right. on in the world, but you get my point yeah. if you're actually being open-minded. Um, so when I, when I think about this game, this game shouldn't be about beating K and sending them home. This game is, to me, about you know, two good teams going at it in the final four that are rivalries. Yeah, it would be nice as a lot of Carolina fans are, yeah, we get K, we get to, then we're going to send them out. Calm, hey, calm down. Calm down, okay? We shouldn't just beat 
We shouldn't beat Duke because we want to send K. We should beat Duke because we have a chance to win the national championship. It's not about K. It's not about Coach Davis. And this is one thing I love. Me and Coach Davis, uh, after they won against St. Peter's, he's like, interview these guys. I'm so happy for them. And it was all about the kids, man. This is what college is about. And what an unselfish coach and what a great person to have the whereabouts to say, this is their moment. I'm glad I could be part of it. And just the, you know, how, how humble he is, is just like, it's amazing. And uh, we're lucky to have him on the sidelines. And, you know, honestly, uh, he's right. It's not about Kay and it's not about beating Kay. It's about these kids having a chance at a national championship. Um, because I can guarantee you, these kids aren't thinking like that. They don't, they don't dislike K like we dislike them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's their dream to win a national championship. It's not their dream to, hey, I want to beat K in the final four so we can send them home right. No, I want to win a national championship. That's why you come to Carolina. That's why you come to Duke, Kentucky, UCLA, all these blue bloods. And uh, it just seems like uh, this final four, the way you type, you know, just look at the whole final four. Mm-hmm. Think about if Miami got in there. This is another point I wanted to bring up. We would have three ACC schools in the Final Four. Now, we talked about, we heard all year how down the ACC is. You know, the ACC is just not that good. We almost had three teams in the Final Four. It's just like when they told us the Big East was really, really good, that they beat themselves up in the regular season, that they couldn't perform well in the tournament. It was the dumbest excuse I've ever heard in my life. Well, why in the hell did they play the regular season? You play to win the national championship. (laughs) You don't just play. I mean, they didn't play football. And so, I mean, you talk about it. Villanova, to me, they're blue blood. If you look in the past 10 years, Kansas, blue blood, us, and Duke. They have been, these have been, to me, you got to put Kentucky in there as well. These programs, I mean, this is the cream of the crop sleep. Yeah. And it's and it's really impressive because um, the, you know, the one and dones and things like that, you know, these, it's hard. It makes the tournament much more unpredictable, but here we are with tradition and uh, in the final four, Gonzaga losing early. I mean, mm-hmm. that wasn't really a surprise. We've talked about this. They play cupcakes all year. They get mm-hmm. the number one overall seed and they get unexpectedly beat. Well, there's a reason they haven't won the national championship, but they've had numerous uh, outright. One seeds, yeah. yeah, one seeds. Yeah, dude, it's it's so hard to win a national championship. You know this but a lot better than I do. Um, and that's, I think, a good uh, a good takeaway here is I think as fans – you know, we want this because this is what we have, right? Like, we get to talk shit if we beat Duke in the Final Four. But what these guys have is an opportunity to do what only what six other teams have done here, you know? And um, that, that to me, you know, right, is, is, is what these kids are playing for, what it should be playing for. It's hard to get here. Um, it's hard to get here if you're, if you're at the top of the rankings all season long. Carolina didn't crack the top 25 until last week of season, so after they, they mopped forward Duke. I mean, they showed up in the top 25 and they fell out, but they didn't come back in until the end of the year. So, I mean, this thing, we're looking at stat line, man. This shit matches up. Damn, it's a deadlock. Last loss for each team was against Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament. I mean, this shit is, is cutthroat, man. It's, 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 this is it. This is what you're here for. This is Gladiator, right? I mean, like these guys have a chance again um, to just – be immortal. And I said it the last time. I mean, come out and just play your game, dude. Like, you let your game speak. That's what Jordan said. That's what the old Jordan ad said is uh, just do it, dude. Like, play it. Play your game and and let the chips fall where they may, man. Like, 
is a true Carolina fan, you want to go out there and beat the shit out of Duke. You want to go win a national championship, but you understand what this team already has accomplished. They don't really buy anything. And so the pressure's not on them. I mean, not on, not on Carolina. It's on Duke. And like I said earlier, we're playing for our coach to win, not for uh, afraid of our coach to lose. So, I mean, I think we got a lot going for us. I think that if you had asked me at the beginning, no, I, I don't know, man. I just think that there's nothing to be afraid of. We are playing our best basketball, and our best basketball is as good as good as anyone else's best basketball. So this is what it's about: is to show up and see who wins. And uh, I think we're about to find out because this is going to be a thriller. There is no doubt about it. I'm I'm pumped up to sleep. Uh, this is really exciting. Yeah, I I, I mean, there's no more. Uh, we've talked about it enough. Now yeah. it's just time to you know see how this thing plays out, but. You know, if I'm in that locker room, I'm trying to block as much of this out as I can because, you know, I just want to bring my A game. And so I'm I'm just sitting in there and focusing on the things that I need to, um, you know, hone in before we head down to uh, New Orleans. And there's a lot of distractions. New Orleans is a, you know, a great city. It's also a disgusting city. Yeah, not and, a fan uh, of the place. You know, you can see and learn a lot there. But uh, you guys definitely, if you go to New Orleans, for the love of God, stay safe down in that place. Uh, and if you are on Bourbon Street, stay Stay safe, Jesus. Sleep. Just, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you got yeah, you got to stay real safe down there. You know, you I, see me asleep, dog. I mean, <laughs> give us a stay safe. And Hit cheers. us with a hashtag. We got. I got MJ over my shoulder here. You can't see because this is a podcast. Um, but I got MJ over my shoulder. He banged a big one in uh, New Orleans once upon a time, and we're looking for the Tar Heels to do that. Before we get out of here, we gotta. We always forget pretty much to like get our you know going. The crab cakes, dude. Got to get them. Uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood, they support us. The best way you can support us is support them. Uh, we ran into John, owner of the company down there in New Orleans, man. We, I mean, in um, in Philly. We had a great time, man. He's he's a, a killer host and and uh, does a lot for our podcast, and we want to help do a lot for him. He also does a lot for the troops. That's why we're doing this Championship 50 yep. promo. We're still doing that. We've already announced a few winners. We're going to, we're gonna, um, you know, um, um, you know, share some information about a couple of the people that have already won this contest. To find out what to do, all you got to do is go to Sleephawk Worldwide slash Championship 50, 50. Uh, You can register and nominate a veteran, and Jimmy's is going to send them, uh, send a lucky veteran from every state in the United States of America a box, one of their uh, one of their gift boxes. And big, they sent one to Big Hawk and I. We're not veterans, uh, but we are usually we love food. pretty hungry. And, uh, dude, I'm telling you, this stuff is incredible, and, and we're giving them away. So yeah. uh, come in, sign up, nominate somebody and uh and show your support for them yeah and also if you see john say what's up i mean he's got probably gonna have like a mondo shirt on because uh you know he might be superstitious he got a big win when he wore it uh huge carolina fan great dude uh say what's up to him check out jimmy's if you're in baltimore uh hit him up they'll they'll ship anywhere uh but also if you see me sleep in new orleans or just out and about you know sitting down walk up to us Say stay safe or something like that. We might get you drunk. We might. We might have a drink with you. We might. We might. I mean, as long as we're safe about it, you know, we might do that. (laughs) Um, Speaking of that, Big Hog, you got anything else? Stay safe. Stay safe.